Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome back to Venice Talks, episode number 40. Hi everybody and welcome back to Venice Talks. Today is a very special episode because this is my 40th episode and as a special occasion I have two special people. These two were my first two interviewees from the first and the second episode. So today I go with me Marisa Convento and Alessia Fuga. So vice um, president, sorry, and vice president of the Comitato per la Salvaguardia dell'Arte delle Perle di Vetro Veneziane, that is, the Committee for the Safeguard of the Art of Venetian Glass Beads. Ciao Marisa, ciao Alessia, how are you? Uh, We're fine, I am fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're both fine, okay, fantastic. (laughs) Um, Right, I'm going to start with Marisa. Uh, First of all, thank you for taking the time because I know you're very, 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 very busy. Uh, You have become very recently the president of the committee. Can you explain to everybody what is the Comitato? Uh, First of all, uh, the Committee for the Safeguarding of the Art of the Venetian Glass Beads uh, uh, is on uh, its uh, 10th anniversary. So it was born in 2013. And uh, clap, it clap. was clap, 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 happy birthday, happy birthday yep. to us. And uh, it's uh, the result of uh, the gathering of uh, a group of uh, people involved in a way or in another in the art of the glass beads. So uh, makers of beads, uh, creators of uh, jewelry or other ornaments with the beads, Mm-hmm. And also people who uh, create the material in order for these beads to be created, like the glass rods, and mm-hmm. of course also the instruments uh, for the making of the glass beads. Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a gathering of people that mm-hmm. uh, gradually became a committee mm-hmm. and came up with this visionary idea of uh, asking UNESCO for uh, the art of glass beads to become uh, heritage, uh, world heritage. Yeah, an an intangible good for... uh, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yes. Alessia, what does it mean uh, as a committee? What what do you have to do to be an intangible good? I mean, because of course uh, we know that uh, now you have government recognition, but what does the committee have to do to carry on being an intangible good? Well, uh, actually, we have to um, keep going like the committee have done for, uh, as Marisa said, these last past uh, 10 years. 
uh, but uh, now we are asked to uh, work together with all the institution like the Ministry of Culture of Italy and the city of Venice and you know all the other ins public institution involved in the um, in, in, in the path that we have taken to, to, to take the art of glass beads uh, mm -hmm. to be listed in the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Uh, and we do a lot of different things. So we do it from uh, our uh, usual um, events uh, that involves the community and people who love beads, the Venetian people, uh, people from Italy and uh, people from France, you know, that uh, this work uh, that we have made have been done uh, with the great uh, help of the France, France community of the Perlier d'Arc de France. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we, we are going to take um, a lot of steps and we are going to put on uh, programs to enhance the, um, sorry. Yeah, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay, we're here. Okay, to, um, to, you know, let the people know the art uh, mm -hmm. of glass speed very well mm -hmm. and to uh, let this thing going on through the years. Mm -hmm. Marisa, why is it so important for the art of uh, uh, bead making, of, of you know, of glass bead making? Why is it so important to be to have been recognized, and why is it so important to carry on talking about it? Allora, let's say first of all that uh, the glass bead uh, art, uh, the art of making the beads and making with the beads. Mm -hmm. It's not only something that has to do with the cultural heritage of Venice. Mm -hmm. It has to do with the cultural heritage of so many different communities all over the planet. And mm -hmm. I mean, all over the planet, really, uh, with a sense. And uh, I always say that if we would have traveled more in the outer space, probably the art of glass beads would have spread all over <laughs> the galaxies. <laughs> and really, we haven't traveled a lot to other planets, but uh, I guess that we could at least start with the moon. Okay. Yes. And, and so our committee is uh, the Save uh, Venice of uh, the glass bead art. Okay. So we are literally trying to keep the art trying. We are succeeding, really. Oh, yeah, of course. You're not just trying. Art, you are. You are keeping the art, art of glass beads uh, for the next generations. And as Alessia says, uh, lots of different activities are involved in these, mm -hmm. not only evaluating and keeping uh, all of the values and the knowledge of the art, the different, the different crafts that are related to the art of glass beads, but also in enhancing those that are the memories, uh, the places, uh, and even the language, mm. because uh, many words have been literally invented around mm. the art of glass bead making. 
not mm -hmm. only in Venice, but also all over the world. So it's a huge world heritage. It's a huge intangible heritage. And it's a very fine example of shared intangible mm. heritage. Mm -hmm. Alessia, since you, I know you like history, so I'll ask you this question. What uh, the art of glass bead in Venice? Uh, who was involved in this art? And I'm, I know it's not just about the bead makers, and I know it's not just about the bead stringers, like Vimpirare said. How many type of uh, jobs were you know were involved when we're talking about the art of glass beads? Well, uh, we can say that the art of glass bead have always been strictly related to everything that is uh, again related with the industry of Murano glass. Uh, mm -hmm. And then uh, also uh, it has been involved in a lot of, um, in, the, in the life of the city of Venice. Mm -hmm. So it's not only Murano, but also Venice and not only Venice as itself, but also in the mainland of Venice. The, the territory, uh, yeah, the territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so as Marisa already said, uh, it have only it have always been uh, uh, like um, you know a, a wide range of skills and art that is involved in that from the glass masters who produces the glass and then pull it the glass rods and we know that uh, this um, the we know that the history of glass bead making Venice is. Uh, again, it goes back to the beginning of the history of Venice itself, because mm. one of the most ancient uh, items made out in glass uh, that have been found in the Venetian Lagoon on the, on the island of Torcello, that is where the people that then buoyed Venice first arrived in, mm -hmm. in the lagoon area. Uh, well, there they have been, uh, glass beads have been found. So that means that, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that is really uh, related to the, uh, to the root mm -hmm. of the history of Venice. Uh, and since then, it never changes. So one of the uh, magic, I, I, I like to say magic thing about this work is that even if tools has a little bit, have a little bit changed through the years, through the centuries, okay, the basic of the work still the same. So I know that I'm, I'm a bead maker mm -hmm. today and I'm making the same kind of movement and probably I'm thinking in the same way that a bead maker uh, was, you know, uh, as told centuries ago. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay, sorry. I didn't I'm want to interrupt you. you. So carry on, carry on, sorry. And, 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 and so uh, it's, it's still also today, the thing that is not only bead makers, uh, lamp workers and bead stringers who is part of the community, but uh, everyone that in a certain way touches a part of the bead or you know something that you need to make a bead. You go. Yeah. Okay, Marisa, 
let's talk about Empiradez. I know we talk about it on the first episode, but uh, um, I'm always so fascinated about, about the history of Empiradez. Um, these are the ladies that used to string the beads to be sent abroad, but they weren't just ladies that strung the beads. They, they, they were a strong community, not just in Murano, but particularly in Venice. And they did so much for the city, didn't they? Well, uh, the history of the Imperialese is so intriguing, I guess, because they've been depicted and described by many artists and many authors. Mm -hmm. And uh, so um, Grand Tourer, first tourist, the early tourists that used to visit Venice, but not only Venice, they used to go all around Europe mm -hmm. and used to stay in Venice uh, between the 1800s and the 1900s, uh, maybe a month or even more. Mm -hmm. Because there wasn't that very fast and yeah. furious type yeah. of uh, tourism we have today. Yeah, they didn't, they, have would... a, they didn't have a bucket list. Exactly. <laughs> or an Instagram uh, selfie yeah. to take. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they would stay in Venice really, literally sometime even a year. And so they would discover very deeply the town and they would go walking all over it. And walking all over maybe Castello or Canareggio, they would end up meeting also the Imperialese, the bead stringers, sitting out of their homes. And it was so odd and so strange and so peculiar, the type of work they were doing, stringing these beads uh, from this uh, big tray of wood, full of them, these lovely little, uh, very colorful beads made of glass and with these long needles. And with a particular skill also involved, they would really be very, very curious about it. And in fact, that's why we have so many paintings depicting and so many early photos depicting the Imperialists. And, and they, they were, were, they they were, were strange, strange. And they also strange. started a syndicate, did they? They were so many and they were so poor and so underpaid because working at home and paid only for the bundle of beads strung, that at a certain point they started really becoming very, very upset. And they um, formed a sort of very spontaneous union because actually they were not uh, working for anybody, they were like, uh, we we could say freelance today, mm -hmm. but in fact, they were not really uh, organized in, an, in none way. And the only way they were organized under was that lady, the mistra, the master bead stringer, uh, would uh, take uh, the loads of beads to be strung from the company and would coordinate, organize the work. But uh, for the rest, they really were left abandoned on their own. So they um, formed a very big group and they organized the strike in 1904. I think that in 1904, even the ladies that were already working in factories, like, mm -hmm. for example, in Venice, the people, the ladies working in the tobacco factory, yes. yeah. so-called tabacchine, Mm -hmm. that organized maybe a strike in 1903. So they mm -hmm. were really the pioneers of the strikes among the pioneers in Europe and in Italy. Mm -hmm. The beat stringers came second. Wow. The beat stringers started uh, striking and really some of them even ended in prison because oh, they wow. were so aggressive <laughs> and so, uh, so upset and so aggressive that really they were quite scary. 
Okay. Oh, well, and, and only that most of them were from Castello and Castello ladies who you don't mess about with the way. But with the let's from say Castello. that uh, talking <laughs> for myself, I am a bit stringer. And maybe the fact that you hold so many needles <laughs> and, and, and those can be associated with what we call here in Italy, arma bianca, which means yeah. a knife. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and you some can of, be dangerous. Uh, Lisa, and some of them could hold in their hands quite a lot of those needles. So, yes, you know. well, um, it's a legend. It's probably an urban, urban legend. <laughs> some of them could hold 120 needles in la, one la. hand, oh my but God. Uh, I think that the average was uh, between 60 and 80, which is wow. really a, still a lot, a lot. still yeah. a lot, yeah. wow, still a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Alessia, let's go back to uh, what the committee is doing at the moment. Last year, you had a brainwave. Mm -hmm. Uh, that uh, was a success. And during the Venice Class Week, you organized, you, sorry, you had a brainwave and then the committee obviously organized. I mean, you, because you're the one that kind of uh, had in, you were in charge of uh, organizing, let's say. Um, the committee organized uh, a competition, a worldwide competition uh, yeah. that you're, repre you're uh, representing this year. So can we talk about this? Yeah, sure. Uh, we are uh, having this year the second edition of the Your Read for Venice contest. Uh, that is an international competition, the first one, as far as we know, uh, about the traditional Venetian glass beads. Mm -hmm. In a way that, uh, so the aim of the contest was to um, try to uh, put more light over the traditional techniques and the traditional styles of Venetian mm -hmm. glass beads. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, <clears throat> the people who uh, wanted to participate uh, could or uh, recreate a traditional style mm -hmm. or uh, be... Mm, um, Merge, oh merge. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Try to find an inspiration from okay. the traditional style. Ah, okay, getting okay. inspired. Getting inspired. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thank you. And yeah, last year we had a, quite a success. We have uh, seen um, application from, if I well remember, uh, like fifteen different countries. Okay. And, how, how many? Uh, how many? How many participants did you get last year? Uh, I don't remember the exact number at the moment because I'm full into the this year. Yeah. Sorry, I hear I heard that Marisa. How many? Sorry, Marisa. Fifty-nine. Okay, but for a first edition of something very particular as well, that's a big yeah. number. That's a big yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we have uh, finalists from twelve different countries. Okay. Um, and from different backgrounds, that mm -hmm. is some the thing that uh, I really appreciated the most. Mm -hmm. um, this year we are having it again. Okay. Um, and we hope. Well, I'm sure that it will be a great success as well. Uh, nice thing is that it's becoming a moment where uh, when um, glass bead lovers uh, mm -hmm. can connect and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, be a moment of uh, working together and sharing experiences and knowledge that mm -hmm. is, that, and that was the, the, 
the mission, the aim, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the aim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, can we already, do we already know and can we say already how many people have applied or not? Uh, yes, I think we had more or less the same number of last year. Okay, that's but good. from 19 different countries. Okay. So, all over the world. Good. Yeah, and again, we have finalists from everywhere, from obviously Italy, France, Ooh. USA. Because, yeah. I mean, let's explain that obviously the deadline was a while back. People have to send yeah. in their work, sorry, pictures, yeah. work or whatever. But then it takes a while and there is a proper committee that goes through, is a technical committee and then there is also a popular committee. So it is uh, it's, uh, something serious. I mean, something very serious, but I mean, it's not just, oh, okay, send me your bid and let's hope it goes yeah. well. Uh, you, yeah. you, you have aim, you and you were very pleased, both of you, uh, from the standards of the bids that came last year, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and also, uh, also uh, last year and this year too, uh, we we um, gave a lot of value to the description of mm -hmm. the technique mm -hmm. that the artist wanted to use. Because okay. once again, our you know uh, it, it was important for us to see where the people uh, mm -hmm. have taken their inspiration. Of course, uh, for uh, for the pieces. So of course, of course. Uh, and uh, these uh, people will be able to see the competition and the end results and everything during the Venice Class Week, right? Yes. But yes. is in September. People can already seen the the pictures of the final final beats okay. on our social media. Okay, and but we'll, we'll on tell social the media, okay. Yeah, and on the social media of our partner in crimes, there are, once again, uh, Association de Berlier d'Arc de France ah, okay. and good. the International Society of Glass Bead Makers. Okay, uh, so Marisa, this is very good because uh, it, it shows that um, all the connection that you have worldwide, the, the committee is, uh, you know, it's not just Murano, it, it's a worldwide community. I uh, see, uh, you are very correct, and thank you for pointing this out uh, because it gives me the possibility to uh, also uh, describe uh, one that is uh, one of the projects that we have for the future, and mm -hmm. uh, that is to really um, have Venice as a hub, a mm -hmm. worldwide hub for mm -hmm. uh, the everything that goes around the art of the glass bead. So mm -hmm. uh, we really think that Venice uh, has one of the places in the planet that has produced the most various quantity of beads in the past. Mm -hmm. We really would like uh, to, to make it become again uh, mm -hmm. one of the most important places that, that everyone that works with beads all over the world that is involved in the art of glass beads should relate with. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, of course, involving the International Society of Glass Bead Makers who are, that are great partners of ours. And of course, our uh, friends, cousins uh, in France, uh, companions of mm -hmm. uh, UNESCO candidation, the Association de Perlier d'Art de France, and hopefully also someone, uh, some, some, some more people from Japan, because we have a, Ah, okay. Uh, the, 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 our very good friend Maurizio Lotter, who's a Venetian, uh, mm -hmm. born, uh, 
beat maker, artist, very, very talented, uh, that resides and lives in Japan, has been living there for many, many years, and is trying to involve more and more also the uh, associations of beat makers in in Japan and also the authorities, uh, Mm -hmm. the Italian consulate and everything, so that uh, we can really create uh, a stronger bond with them also because Japan is very sensible to everything mm. that uh, uh, heritage and you know yes. the craft and the value of the masters they yes. really are uh, we, we, the... we seen a home of Faber there was a, 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 a yes, room exactly. dedicated in to, to Japan and uh, oh my god the way they um, elevate Handmade they have, uh, they have this, uh, this institution of the, yeah. uh, the master, the craft master as a monument, a living monument. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's something that we must develop more. Next step will be to involve at least one, two, three uh, African nations. Mm-hmm. Because oh, the, also the, because the other... All the beads went to Africa, my God. Allora, most of the Venetian glass beads went to Africa. They went to Americas a lot, but they really went a lot to Africa. Certain types of, certain typologies of uh, beads were called Africa here in Venice because they were bound to Africa. So a good good thing to do would be involved, for example, Ghana. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still today has a lot of traditional uh, uh, celebrations that are related to glass bead making okay. and glass bead uh, wearing. And so there is a lot of work to do. And it's actually what we do today in Venice, me and Alessia and the rest of the directive uh, committee of the Comitato, uh, is, is, it's, it's a full, full-time job. Mm-hmm. Full-time job. It's, it's a... Good. Um, if I can, I mean, if it's okay, uh, also the other day, part of, again, of a community, the other day somebody just opened a, a let's say like a little museum, a tiny little museum. Yes, it's a museo d'azienda, as we say in uh, in Italian. I don't know how that translates. A, a company museum, well, a company museum, uh, I suppose, but uh, still good because it still uh, shows you all, well, you can get an idea what... Uh, you know, uh-huh. bead making is all about, I suppose. Yes, and absolutely. Until, until the committee will have its own little museum, I hope, one day. <laughs> well, shouldn't it be one of your uh, goals to have your own little uh, museum? Let's say that our main goal at the moment is the uh, transmission of okay. the art. So uh, teaching okay. is what uh, UNESCO actually requires the most from okay. us. Okay. So now we are working with the institution on uh, agreement protocols okay. uh, in order to create uh, the basis for a, an extended and well-programmed uh, uh, safeguarding uh, plan mm-hmm. that uh, most of all uh, includes... Uh, uh, the the teaching the formal mm-hmm. teaching as they say so in schools so okay. in institutions like Wor- uh, university workshops. Uh, secondary schools the workshops uh, really uh, teaching in order to actually form of new artists 
Of course, of course. And, and this is going to be uh, our some of our next steps. Mm-hmm. And for sure, it will involve uh, the Museum of Glass. It will involve uh, the uh, city of Venice, uh, the university, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some museum or uh, some insti- other uh, scholastic mm-hmm. institutions. And I don't want to say more because these no, no, are of course, of course, of course. still uh, the plans that of are course. on the paper on of which course. we are working at the moment. So. Well, you, you, you work for the last 10 years, you work on awareness. Now you're working on transmission, let's say. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so exactly. it's going to be like 10 years of transmission, uh, creating the new, uh, you know, the new artists. The uh, new generation. Yeah, the new generation. The users also <laughs> okay now question for both of you but I'll start with alessia then marisa you'll have the same question okay to answer that when alessia's finished alessia where do you see the art of glad speeds in 20 years well uh <laughs> she just dropped off it. she just dropped off first, a first chair. of all first of all hopefully i will see it okay. oh my god you're so young <laughs> come on you silly girl <laughs> She's talking no, no, like no. she's As about ninety, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, the the art of glass bead uh, survived uh, the worst thing here in Venice, okay, and around the world, and still here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and as Marisa said, because uh, uh, our our next goal is to, you know. Uh, having uh, a large, largely uh, given transmission mm-hmm. uh, of knowledges. Uh, in 20 years, I hope, for example, that there will be, at least in all the Venetian schools, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some special classes uh, about the art of glass beads. And mm-hmm. that is, as said, not only uh, making beads, but mm-hmm. making with beads, and it's also about knowing the traditional language related mm-hmm. to the art, and knowing the places re- of the city related to the art. So it really uh, involves Venice uh, all around. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. So that's what I hope mm-hmm. for the moment, Marisa. But I am older than Alessia, sensibly older than Alessia. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to be 63 years old. So in, November, in, 20, so in 20 years, in 20 years. So in 20 years, I'm going to be 83. No, so you're going to be 63 in 20 years. <laughs> I, go, I go backwards. So I really be to... I, I, I hope to trod on earth still, uh, but if I will be here, I hope to see, first of all, all of the Venetian ladies wearing glass bead necklaces. Ooh, yes. it, it, this is something that I really, 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 it's going to be my personal mission okay. to induce Venetian people, uh, ladies and also gentlemen, to mm-hmm. wear the Venetian glass beads because I really believe that a person that visits Venice, seeing on the neck of every Venetian resident beautiful glass beads, will think that also Venice is famous for the beads and yeah. also uh, will be 
desiring to acquire some beads. I want to see the whole of mankind wearing mm. glass beads. I want to see the planet wearing oh, la, la. glass beads and also some extraterrestrial. Uh, <laughs> some aliens. Some aliens. <laughs> some <laughs> some <laughs> wearing the beads. I want to see the beads everywhere because really they are such a good symbol also of friendship, mm -hmm. of connection. Mm -hmm. They are uh, an universal language that does not need any translation. No. Mm. And if I might add the great thing about Venetian beads, none is the same they're all different so it doesn't matter if somebody's got a necklace like mine it's not like mine it cannot be like mine because each bead is unique so each earring each pair of earring each bracelet each uh, necklace is totally different uh, so if you get if you give uh, 10 beads to yeah. 10 different artists yeah. to make and to string you will end up with hundreds and hundreds of different things because exactly. it's really it's it's a sort of concentrate of human mm -hmm. skill and fantasy. So it's really something magic. Mm -mm. Alessia, where uh, where are your social medias for the Comitato? Uh, well, we have an Insta Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, people need to look for well. Just look for the committee of the safeguard of Venetian glass beads and then the page mm -hmm. just come off. And there you can find all the um, activities that we're going to have from now since the end of the year. And if I may add something about, for example, September and the Venetian glass beads uh, and the uh, Venice glass week, uh, we are having lots of activity Mm -hmm. So if you are in Venice that week, just take a look at the program and mm -hmm. look for us. Uh, to go back just for a moment to the contest, mm -hmm. uh, people, as you say, there's a technical jury that mm -hmm. will vote for first, second and third place. But we have also a people choice award. Mm -hmm. uh, as uh, last year, also this year, the beads will be shown at the Murano Glass Museum that decided to um, support once again um, us. And the bead will be shown and in the bead beads room of the museum. People can go there, look mm -hmm. at the bead and vote their favorites. Like it did and last year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because as Marisa said, this is for us <laughs> almost a full-time work, but it it's is. a volunteer work. Okay. So we need the support uh, of people. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to stop you there and yeah. I'm going to throw it there to all the okay. listeners, to everybody listening. Uh, you're always asking me for how you can help Venice, how we can help this, how we can help that. Well, this is a cause that you can support. The committee is free. They, they, it's totally voluntary work. And most of his, the people that work in the committee uh, spend hours and hours and hours. Marisa spent years, not, not hours, years involved in this with a lot of other people, but still. Um, but they obviously, like every uh, volunteer committee, they need money. So... They could support you economically if they cannot support you in other ways, correct? I mean, you you we, you will not say, no, if somebody send a little bit of money, right? 
Well, uh, let's say that uh, we don't have, a, because we are a poor committee, we don't have a proper account, bank account, so we cannot uh, receive uh, uh, money from uh, outside of Italy. Okay. Uh, but when you are in Venice, look mm -hmm. for us and uh, you can subscribe to the committee, mm -hmm. become a member of the committee, because the committee is not open only to who makes the bids or makes with the bids but also to amateurs, uh, hobby people. To anybody that supports you. Collectors, anyone that wants to support the art of glass beads can support us. So mm -hmm. you can either rely on me or Alessia in the places mm -hmm. where we work. And uh, you can bring us a little money if you want, and we make you a member of the committee. That is, it never goes to waste because you got so many costs. When you organize treasure runs, you organize all of this, uh, like uh, the competitions. You're always, uh, you always organize so lectures the and hours so on. Of work. We organize yeah. everything for free. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a huge work, huge mm -hmm. work. And in 10 years, we haven't received a penny mm -hmm. from the institution. Mm -hmm. So uh, we literally always worked with our empty pockets mm -hmm. and our volunteers' hours. And you still managed to achieve what you have achieved. That is uh, which amazing. Which is something very, very costly because normally a candidation for a UNESCO recognizement uh, goes around 200,000 euros. There we and go. We have and we have done it with only our personal strength. And of course, I must say, with the support of the city of Venice, the region Veneto, mm -hmm. and most of all, the support of the Ministry of Culture, the Italian mm -hmm. Ministry of Culture, because of course the candidation, the UNESCO candidation are presented by the country. Mm -hmm. But uh, talking about money and talking about funds, we have done it with our strength. That is amazing. So you can listen to Marisa talking on the first episode of the podcast and to Alessia on episode number two. And, but you can also go and see these ladies in Venice. You can find all the details on both episodes. Uh, they are the queens of, uh, of Venice, I can say. They are, they are my dear friends, but they're definitely the queens of Venice. Girls, it was so, I know you're very, both very tired because you had a long day today and it's hot in Venice as well. Thank you so much. It was a beautiful talk. And I'll speak to you in a year time uh, for the 80th episode, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll okay. be pleased. Thank you for hosting us. Okay. Ciao, care. Ciao. Buona Thank notte. you. Bye. Thank you again, Marisa and Alessia. Uh, you can find the Comitato on all social medias as Comitato per la Salvaguardia dell'Arte delle Perle in Vetro Veneziane. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. 
Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.